You have tuned in to Authors Up here on ALH Broadcasting, an affiliate of the Streaming Inspirational Broadcast Network. Your hosts are authors Ruth Griffin, Andrea L. Hines, and yours truly, Victoria Henderson Poole. We love what we do, and we know it is every author's desire to get their work to a greater audience. Authors Up is a forum for authors by authors those who are already published, and those who want to be, along with other writers and playwrights. Here, we provide an opportunity for their work to be showcased as we share our own, gain tips and tools, information and insight to not only enhance the writing process, but be able to just enjoy the journey. Those who are willing to put pen to paper will usually have a story they are willing to tell and they are invited to tell it right here. And if you are not a writer yet, no worries. We want you to be a part of our listening audience. So take notes if you like, send in your questions, or just feel free to comment on the candid conversation because it's time for Authors Up. Good evening, everyone. You have tuned in to Authors Up right here on ALH Broadcasting, which is an affiliate of the Streaming Inspirational Broadcast Network. That's a mouthful, but that's where you are tonight. (laughs) We're glad that you are with us. It is always a pleasure to have you. Um, We have a, a wonderful show planned for you tonight. We have a great guest who has a great, great book, and we're excited. I tell you, we are really excited excited to to have you meet him and um, to introduce his work to you and we're we're just glad that you are with us it wouldn't be the same on Sunday evenings and there's so many things that you could be doing but we are very very glad that you decided to relax a little bit and be here with me and with uh, my co-host Ruth Griffin uh, on the show tonight. Victoria is still on the mend, so you guys send up some prayers for Victoria. We miss her, and I know if she can, she'll be tuning in, so we're just going to give a shout-out to Victoria. Hurry up and get well, lady, because we miss you. We miss you. you. And Ruth, you want to say hello to our listeners tonight? Well, hello. I want to welcome everybody. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. (laughs) Well, I tell you, we usually start our program out with our weekend review and just talking a little bit about what's been going on with us. And um, uh, Ruth, you want to get started for, uh, for tonight and kind of kick it off to you? Sure, sure. Um, you know, and I have to go back a little bit on this one. Um, you know, we have authors on this show to inspire our listeners, to give them something new to read. But I have to say I was really inspired by two of our authors, Greg Daniel and Lelikia Matswaka, and their book, King COVID, the 19th. They're 
interview really resonated with me. And, you know, I remember being Alikia's age, wanting to write and asking the same questions she did. And, you know, if you remember, the Matsuaka's book was only available on Barnes & Noble at the time, but I've been working with their mom, and their book is now available on all the other platforms. So if you, want, Ooh, if you awesome. haven't gotten it yet, yes, if you haven't gotten it yet, go on an Amazon. If you have a Kobo or Apple Reader, you can go on that. You can even go to Walmart to get it. So, you know, and, and, and this is the part I'm excited about, they're going to be featured on Spectrum News. So, yes, yes. So they're going to have um, they're going to have a small feature on that, and we will let you guys know when that will air. But um, you know, you guys can look for that. But like I said, it's just it's it's been inspiring to me since then, and I'm now looking for ways to do that for more kids. So I, I'm putting together an anthology for the kids authors at our church, and but I'm also looking for ways to branch out to create an imprint with my company or, you know, that just deals with the kids. And I, I don't know yet how I'm going to do it, but that that is, you know, I, I'm excited for what I'll be able to do in 2021 and beyond for the kids. So that's, that, that's awesome, how my week Ruth. has been. Yes. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's a good week. That's a good yes, week. Yes, it is. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know, Alikia, I believe Alikia is, is 13. Yes, I, I think, 12 or 13, yes. Yes. And I think Greg Daniel is about, what's he, about 17? Yes, he's 17 years old. Yeah. And yes. they were just, I, I mean, it was just such a delight uh, listening to them. And, and uh, little uh, uh, Rachel has a YouTube channel. And to see this young lady cook uh, mm-hmm. on YouTube is just amazing. And she is just as comfortable as she can be. And we're just really happy that Authors Up is is being, uh, is being having the opportunity to create these platforms uh, for some of our authors. And I am, I'm really excited about you doing that with the youth, Ruth. That is, that is yes. really, really great. That's really great. Yes. Well, I, I, I'm I, excited I was, for it. Yeah. I was telling Ruth um, before we we got on the air, it's so funny because I seem to be so incredibly um, busy all week long, but but I'm not Mm -hmm. busy with any new things. (laughs) I'm busy busy with the same uh, schedule of things going on. So I will say, though, I have been, um, my numbers have been climbing on my, what do you call this thing, uh, Ruth's step tracker? Oh, good. I'm doing good. better with I'm that. About that. I'm, yeah. I'm happy about that because when I first started, I thought, geez, I must just be asleep all day because it <laughs> didn't look like I was making any progress at all. So I'm very happy to report that my numbers are climbing on that. So I'm glad. and. um talked to, to Ruth today and reminded her that I had put a challenge myself to finish my book from the writing mm-hmm. project. Uh, so not finished it totally, but had the, um, why can't I think of the, the name of that? What's, what's that process called? Um, the treatment? Ruth. Yes treatment. I'm going to have the treatment done, and that's where you take the book and, you know, put it in order and 
do a, maybe a four to five page synopsis of the story and what you're writing about. So I have got to keep my commitment to get that done, and I am excited about having that happen. Um, didn't think I could write that many words at one time, <laughs> but <laughs> I am I am glad to say that it is done. It is done. So I'm looking forward to sharing that with you guys as well. But tonight, tonight we are going to share a book with you that I found absolutely life-changing. It is, it is just wonderful. And uh, I'm going to tell you a little bit about the author. His name is Mark Inson, and he is described as a prolific storyteller, a creative marketer, and accomplished musician. After spending more than 10 years playing bass in the Broadway show Rent, Mark learned that he had a gift for marketing and a desire to leverage that gift to change the world. The result is Loudmouth, a branding and marketing agency that specializes in turning big ideas into worldwide movements. One of those big ideas is Mark's new book entitled be a dick, how one person can change the world in the most unexpected way, which is shifting the way people see the impact they can make on others. So you know how we do. I want you to send up some hearts, and let's just welcome Mark Ensign. Yay, 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 yay. Our own cheering section for you, Mark. <laughs> wow, thank you. You know, I, I feel like there's a lot of I feel like there's a lot of pressure now. You said you said all this nice stuff. Now I now I have to come through. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it is not going to be a problem, but I'm gonna I'm gonna put you in Ruth's hands for a little bit and, and, and we're gonna get started in knowing a little bit more about you and also about this awesome book that you've written. So I'm going to Great. turn it over to you, Ruth. Thank you. And thank you, Mark. We just want to thank you for joining us on our show. Um, it, it is a pleasure to have you on. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for asking me. Of course. Uh, well, we're going to be talking about your new book, Be a Dick, and I usually ask our guests to start by telling us about their book, but I wanted to um, do a little backstory on this. Um, I had the pleasure of being a beta reader for your original manuscript years ago, and I loved it. And when I say that it was an honor to read it then, it really was. I've read a lot of books, but not a lot that I loved. And I loved mm. the book. I loved the message, loved the writing, and I couldn't wait for it to be released. But it would be a few years before that happened. And, you know, every, every book goes through some kind of journey. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yours? You know, where did that journey start? So the interesting thing about that, because, yeah, it, it took me about six or seven years before I actually put the book out. And um, I, I blamed perfectionism for a long time. I blamed <laughs> overthinking. I, you know, I, I, um, I wrote the book so many times that, like, you know, I, and I would start over with a blank piece of paper. Like, I wasn't even cutting and pasting. And so I wow. have like 15 versions of the book where some are very dark and some are very funny and some are very weird mm -hmm. and like, you know, and, and, you know because, because I, could, I couldn't find it. And what I, what I later realized, which, which I don't think I could have learned at that time, was the story just wasn't done being told. Like I was trying to write the right. book in the middle of the story. And, mm -hmm. um, and I hadn't like kind of, I, I hadn't really 
experience the story fully to, in order to be able to share it with people, and which is why it was all over the place and it didn't really feel like it had a home until recently. And then, you know, all of a sudden we get hit with COVID and everybody's locked in their house and everybody's having a, you know, and a, a, a just really struggling with that. And then uh, there's all this uh, unrest out in the world and, and, and these riots mm-hmm. and everything else. And it just, it, it was like kind of reborn because it, it was, uh, there was such a need for something positive uh, at that time. Yes. And, and it was mm-hmm. partly for me and my family, but then also, you know, hey, this is something that I can really bring and I can really share. And why not? I mean, what else do I have to do at this point? <laughs> now you're, um, you I won't say that you've birthed a movement. You're looking to birth a movement. I don't know where it's at, but that, that's what you're looking to do with the book, right? Yeah, so, so my, um, uh, you know, this, like I feel like this is, I've lived with this story for so long and I've, and I've shared mm-hmm. it with so many people that I feel like it's not even my story anymore. It's now become, uh, you know, like, like it's, it's, it's owned by this community and it's a small, it's a small but mighty community. But, um, you know, and my, my goal is to grow that and to, uh, because I think, you know, the, the premise of the book is this idea that, and we'll, we'll get into the story behind the book, I'm sure, in a, in a minute or two, but, but the mm-hmm. premise of the book is this idea of, um, you know, wanting to change the world and being able to do so through these small acts of kindness and generosity and vulnerability and authenticity and all, all these different aspects of um, this guy named Dick. And... Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, you know, my, my, you know, the more people that I can kind of, that, that, that I can rally around and, and, and just, you know, and do that nice thing when they're at the supermarket or, you know, or, you know, to their neighbor or to their family or whatever, like that's how you make a big difference is by, is, is through those small acts. You know, the more people that we get to do these small acts, the, the, you know, the, the, the better the world gets. Like, and I honestly do believe that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, and I, I think we can all agree with that. It's not, you know, the world. You know that old saying that says the world's not going to end with a wimp, uh, you know, not with a bang, but with a whimper. And you know, we want to go the other way with this. So, you know, right, it, right. It, 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 it's just small things. It's small things that make a difference. And you know, right. your book is just um, an illustration of that. I mean, honestly, I've had some good neighbors. I've never had a neighbor like Dick, though. And he right. just honestly makes me want to move down to Florida just to meet him. So <laughs> hey, maybe, um, maybe, but maybe you're the dick of your neighborhood. <laughs> and it, that that could be it. So I probably, you know, I, I'm I'm not going to say that I have not been, um, especially with COVID. Um, but you know, it, it it certainly is inspiring. You know, um, even when I reread the book, it was just like it, it was an awe moment, you know, because again, you know, I read it several years ago and it was just, it was great, but now I'm reading it and I'm older and, you know, I have an empty nest and I'm like, well, can I be that person? You know, and I think that that book really makes you think on those terms, you know, can you be dick? Can you be a dick? So um, tell us a little bit about the title. So um, the story the story kind of begins when I was a kid. Um, I grew up with this idea that I was going to be a superhero, and you know, mom would sew uh, buttons on the shoulders of my pajamas so I can attach a cape and fly around the house. And 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 I believed like from a very early age that I was going to do something that was going to change the world. And it was 
you know, it was, it's, it's a typical superhero complex that most kids have. There's nothing special or extraordinary, uh, you know, out of it. Like, it's not like I had a, you know, 200 IQ or anything like that. It, was, it just was this, this need of, of wanting to make a difference very early on. And I never really outgrew it. And uh, so as I got older, I, you know, I, I went away to college and I went on tour with a Broadway show and I did all this great stuff. And, I, you know, and I, I got married and had kids, family, and started a business and all this great stuff. But then I'm looking around and I'm hearing about these people that built a school in you know, the Dominican Republic or mm-hmm. um, somebody that walked across the country and raised a bunch of money for a good cause. or somebody, like, there's, always, there's always somebody out there that's making the news that is doing this extraordinary thing to make a difference. And yeah. I can't help but think, like, I don't have the time or the energy or the know-how to do that. I don't know how to build a school in a third-world country. I wouldn't even know where to begin. <laughs> and so I started to fall into that depression of, you know, well, I guess my life doesn't matter then because I don't know mm-hmm. how to do these things that all these other people are doing. Never mind the fact that I spent all this time playing on stage and entertaining people. Like, that wasn't enough for some reason, right. you know, in my head. And uh, and so I convinced my family of like well we need to we should move <laughs> you know because <laughs> what like, like like it wasn't enough to mentally move away from my problems I had to physically move away from my problems and you know if you're going to change the world it's not going to happen in New Jersey so we should move to Tampa Florida <laughs> and, um, and so that's what we did we, okay. we we sold everything and we packed up and we moved down here and and within minutes of walking into this house that we rented down here. Um, I just, I had a complete nervous breakdown. I just, you know, oh my God, what have I done? And uh-huh. you, you know, I instantly, like, I can't undo this. We sold everything. Like, we sold our house. Like, <laughs> we, are, we are in it. Like, there is no this is turning it. this around. And, uh-huh. uh, and so I was driving my wife a little crazy and creating a lot of unnecessary stress for her. So she suggested very uh, aggressively that I, that I leave the house and go walk up, go walk it off, go take a walk around the block, you know, get some air, uh, take the kids so you don't run away because, you know, mm-hmm. I would, <laughs> otherwise I probably would start running north. And, uh, and that's when I met Dick. And he, uh, he lived at, you know, he's walking his dog. He's, you know, eight, seven, eight houses down the street from me. And um, he just was this kind uh, gentleman that came up and, like, you know, and, and, and you're walking past somebody that you don't know and you normally just kind of give the cool guy a nod and keep going. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, but he stopped and he talked to us and he was good with my kids and, you know, he really yeah. listened to them and he really listened to me. Then he was you know, offering advice about the neighborhood and, you know, telling me who, you know, let me introduce you to some people. And, like, like, and he was just, it just was, I walked away from that conversation going, like, wow, okay, so maybe this isn't so bad. And, mm-hmm. uh, and then as my relationship with him kind of grew and as we lived there, it, it just, it, you know, he just became like this beacon of, of hope of all these different, you know, things like whenever I needed something or when, you know, like he just happened to show up at the right time in the right place. And um, I just remember, you know, sitting there one day after about a month or two and just thinking like, wow, this is, this is the kind of person that I want to be like, like, like this guy mm-hmm. completely changed the way like I was in a really dark place and this guy completely turned me around and he did nothing special. He was just kind and he was just generous and he was compassionate. And he was, you know, and, and, and um, it really kind of, it, it opened my eyes to uh, what one person can really do for you. And, uh, yeah. and so I wrote a blog post about him and I didn't tell him and I just, I was like, oh, I have a blog that nobody reads. So, you know, I'm not afraid he's going to find it because nobody reads it. 
And uh, so I posted a blog post, and it went viral. And um, because Will Wheaton had had stumbled upon it, and he shared it, and then yep. it just kind of blew up. And that kind of started this idea that like maybe I'm onto something. Like maybe this is a message that really kind of needs to be heard. And uh, it was shortly after that that I started writing the book, um, but the story wasn't over yet. And right. uh, and I really had to kind of experience and really start to live into this stuff, like each of these different principles, because it's one thing to talk about them, but it's another thing for when I'm walking down the street and somebody runs into me that I don't know, for me to be kind to that person instead of the other way around. Yeah. And, right. and so I really had to kind of start to, you know, fill those shoes and be a dick myself. I can't write about this if that's not who I am. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So do you feel that you are a dick now? Um, I would say that uh, um, 80% of the time, which is good, I think, yeah. <laughs> 80% of the time, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a, maybe 70 to 80% of the time, uh, it's a capital D, and then the other 20% occasionally it's a lowercase <laughs> d. <laughs> I think that's probably true. Look, we can't all be perfect all the time. Uh, there's got to be room for it. <laughs> well, I, I have to say, you know, it, like I said, it really has inspired me to think more about, you know, places where I can be kind and be more like Dick. So um, I, I've got just one more question. I'll turn you over to um, Andrea. But um, so would you say um, – had you, you know, I, I know that you wrote, you said you had wrote it, you know, over and over and over. Was at any point that you thought you just like, you know what, I'm done with this, you know, I, that you were ready to give up on it? Or do you feel that COVID definitely pushed you into it? Or was that just, it was just time? So um, I have uh, the, the the person that ed- actually edited the book, uh, a very good friend of mine, Karen Rowe, uh, she, I, she helped me in the beginning in terms of like I'd, mm-hmm. I'd send her the first, you know, second draft, third draft, and she's like, "This is really good. Let's let's work with this and we'll clean it up." And then, and then I'd be like, "No, I'm not ready yet." And then, and then by the mm-hmm. fifth draft and sixth draft, <laughs> like she, she's like, "This one's good too." Like I don't know how much better it's gonna get. Like we should work with this. And then, um, and then one day she pulled me aside and she just said, "She's like, look for your own sanity. Like you've been at this for so long." you either need to just release this book or you just need to take it behind the shed and shoot it and just move on <laughs> with your life. Okay. And, um, and so, I, so after thinking about it a lot, I was so frustrated with it, I decided to shoot it. Like I was, I, I was frustrated with myself and I was like, well, maybe the, you know, then, then the doubt creeps in. Maybe this isn't yeah. such a good idea. Maybe this is a really bad book. And, you know, and I had some people whispering in my ear telling me that, like, look, if you're, you know, as a speaker, you're never going to speak again if that's the name of your book because nobody's going to want to hire you. You know, like, like uh, one thing that a friend of mine said that was really funny was Google will never hire you, uh, it, you know, to speak at their, if, you're, if the name of your book is Be a Dick. And meanwhile, I'm sitting there I'm going, like, well, Google doesn't hire me now. So, <laughs> yeah. Like, what am I afraid of? Um, and so I did, I did give up on it completely. And, uh, and then one day, you know, as, as uh, right around the time when COVID hit, a friend of mine um, uh, turned that all around. He asked, he, he goes, uh, he's like, hey, whatever happened with that book? So I was like, oh, I, you know, I took it behind the shed and, uh, and shot it. And so he asked, uh, he's like, well, how do you think you're going to feel if Dick, um, you know, at some point in his life he's going to pass away and he never gets to read this, and he never gets to know what you really meant to him. 
um, oh, because Dick is, is uh, about 70 years old. And that was like a punch in the gut like I've never experienced. I, I started wow. writing that day because that was a devastating thought to me. Like, like this guy had changed my life, and what if I never got to thank him by telling him that, you know, in, with, wow. with the words in this book. And so I started writing it that day, and, then, and, and within eight days I had the first draft. Wow. Wow, that's awesome. That is incredible. Well, I'm, I'm glad you, uh, you I'm, I'm really glad that you were able to do that and to get it out because, like I said, it's, it's transformative. It is life-changing, and I know that this is one of the books that I'll be rereading and reading and sharing with a lot of people. So, uh, Thank you. Yeah, Andrew, it's, it's, um, what's this? I was Go ahead. It's it, 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 it's um it was it, it's it's such a, it was such an emotional roller coaster. But then once it was done, mm-hmm. and then you realize that like oh wow, people are reading it now, and they had nice things to say. Um, mm-hmm. All that perfectionism and all that second guessing seems so silly. Like when you're on the other side of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I well, Andrea, I what did you get? From from um, I just want to tell you the the impact that the book. Uh, had on me because I don't think I've ever read anything quite like it before. Um, and it, it says, to me, it says we're, we're always looking for the third world country experience. You know, mm-hmm. we're thinking that it's got to be something big and grand and something that no one else has ever done before. And, you know, we set up all of these things. But life is just a series of little moments. Uh, yeah. And, and if, if you can put those little moments together, you have that big thing in a way that you could never realize. You could never realize. I don't think you could, when you were thinking about the third world country, I don't think that you had any idea how this one little book can truly, truly change, uh, change people's lives in a way that they never realized. Um, as I was reading it, and, and listeners, I want to tell you some of the, the sections here. Be kind, be helpful, be humble, compassionate, be thoughtful, generous, be authentic, be present, be forgiving, grateful, vulnerable, be ambitious. These don't sound like big things, but when you read how uh, his neighbor used all of these things in in an intentional but unintentional way. You know what I'm saying? He this is just who he was. Yeah. You know, he didn't he didn't set out one day to say, you know, I'm gonna go down here and talk to my neighbor because one day he's gonna write a book about me and it's gonna be <laughs> a wonderful thing. <laughs> it just wasn't the way that it worked. You know, it was just being being so so kind, empathetic, just all of the, the characteristics that we want to have. And those are the things that make a difference. And and when I read it, I thought about my neighbor. Um, I've lived next to my neighbor for almost 20 years, and I know very little about my neighbor. I know very little about her, her life, and, and she doesn't know much about mine. I mean, we're pleasant to one another and all of that. But I thought, oh, my gosh, she's not even eight doors away 
You know, she is mm-hmm. right next mm-hmm. door. And I began to think about all the times that we passed one another and all of the times that we don't take time to really have a conversation. And that's changing. You know, that's changing. Mm. Because I'm more aware of those little moments, those little things um, that we can do, that we can say that, that will that will help somebody else. The one that um, had the greatest impact on me was the baseball cards. The the I think oh the the, the baseball the yeah yeah. Can you tell the listeners about that experience? Sure. So um, I had been living here for about a month and a half, and at this point, you know, uh, Dick and I had become friends. You know, for for you know, he was. Uh, it was it was a little bit of me following him around because you know he was he was he had become somewhat of a mentor unbeknownst to him and 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 so I kind of followed him around a little bit like a puppy dog like his he would go walk his dog and then I'd run outside and walk walk my dog who I walked five minutes earlier but you know and uh, just just so we can kind of talk and I could just you know kind of pick his brain or just hear what he has to say or what he's up to and and like like it's just it was just the kind of person you just wanted to be around and. Um, and it was about a month and a half into this thing, and the doorbell rings, opened the door, and, and he's standing there um, with a gift. It was a, it was a signed baseball in a Ziploc bag. And I'm staring at this and trying to figure it out. Like, I'm trying to make out the signatures and understand what it was. And then he had told me, he's, you know, he, uh, um, his, as a career, he, uh, he's a producer for, uh, for a lot of sporting events and, you know, like ABC Sports and, and, and a bunch of other, um, you know, like he, he did the Super Bowl back in the day and, you know, but when, he was, wow. when he was like working full time and, and the Olympics and a bunch of other stuff. And, uh, and so now he's retired, but he does, he does like a lot of, you know, like smaller events like the Little League World Series because he really loves the Little League World Series. He's a big baseball fan. And, uh, and so he was producing the Little League World Series and um, because he knows that I like the Red Sox, so I was wearing my Red Sox hat at the time, and, and he, uh, he went around the stadium and in the booth and got every retired Red Sox player he could find that was at the game to sign this baseball. Uh, and it was a gift for me. It was, it was my birthday present. He handed it to me, and he goes, look, I know that you've only been here for a short amount of time. You don't know a lot of people, and you're away from your family. And, uh, and so you're going to be, you know, you're not going to be celebrating your birthday with all the people that you, you, know, that, that you, that you know and you love. So I wanted to give you a little something, and wow. uh, and he handed me and he handed me this baseball, and it was um, it didn't cost him anything, you know. He picked up a baseball while he was at the game, and then he walked around and you know and, and just gave him a chance to meet Nomar Garcia Parra and a bunch of other other, other Red Sox players. But um, the fact that that he you know flew 1,200 miles away, uh, remembered that my birthday was coming up, you know that I guess he must have seen it on Facebook or something, and. Um, grabbed the baseball and walked around, got people to sign it, threw it in the bag, brought it home, you know, brought it to my house. Like, like it was just a level of thought, you know, like that, um, that, that you just don't see people do for, you know, the people that are living in the same house as them, let alone, you know, somebody that lives down the street that you barely know. Um, Mm -hmm. And that was, that for me was really the moment where everything shifted, where it was just like, this is, this is how I want to show up to other people. I want to, I want to walk out of a room and have somebody go, wow, you know, like because yeah. I made them feel good or I did something that was unexpected or that was just 
over-the-top kind or something that, you know, that they, um, that, that was just different from the way they've been treated in the past. And uh, because that's what he's done. And, and, and the cool thing about all of this stuff is we're born with all this. There's nothing here that you don't, you don't need mm-hmm. to tell you how to be kind or how to be helpful. Like, you know, um, you just need a reminder, you know, and that's mm-hmm. kind of what's, what's great about the book. It's just because it's a, it's a catchy story. It's a really catchy title. <laughs> and, and like, it was a marketing gift, you know, from the gods <laughs> that his name was Dick. Um, yes. <laughs> Um, but really it, it's, it's just a, it's just a gentle reminder to, you know, to live into some of this stuff. And so the yeah. next time that you're, you know, at the grocery store, you'll help somebody unload the, the, you know, like unload the cart into their car, you know, because they're struggling a little bit or just because you feel like it. Mm-hmm. Well, I tell you something, uh, when you said something about, about the title, um, Ruth, of course, is a publisher, and, you know, she does a lot of of things, and she's uh, even, um, we have a book club at our church, and she, you know, spearheads that and everything. And as we were going through the Authors Up calendar um, and saying, okay, who are our guests and, you know, who's coming on and everything, and she said, well, this, I, I got this guy, and he's got this book, Be a Dick. And, you know, and I, and I said, what? That's not, that can't be what she said. <laughs> you know, I admit, you know, it can't be what she said. And But I trust her, so I said, okay, there's got to be something here. i, I got to get this. i got to get this. Uh, so I find uh, myself uh, sometimes when I'm talking to people, I say, "You, you, you got to get this book." And 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 the man's neighbor's name is Dick. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of start there and back into it a little bit. <laughs> but but I tell you, Mark, it is every opportunity that I have. I, I really do uh, take the time to tell somebody uh, about this book because it is it is who we are. Just like you said, it's you know this, this isn't anything new. These aren't new words, but there is a different feeling behind them for me now. Uh, when I encounter people, uh, one of the things that we talk about all the time is taking the time to actually listen. To people when they are talking to yeah. you um, right. because we pass by each other so much and it's just so rote to say how are you doing oh good I'm great oh you too great you know and we just keep <laughs> pushing and, keep yeah, moving. Right. and we just don't pay attention and I I thought to myself when when I I read it and I sat down I, I was so excited I sat down and talked to my pastor about it I said look there's this book out <laughs> you got to read this thing <laughs> but so to, to just say that we we have to if we are going to do anything to to change the world I can't think of anything better than to yeah. be able to be authentic, to be grateful, to be generous, to be all of these things and actually be that. Yes. Yeah. Don't talk about it. Don't think about it. It just becomes automatic to be that. 
And and I thank you. I thank you for not going and shooting the book. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's um so grateful. It's it's funny like like when I first got them printed, so that so the, the box came in the mail, which is this emotional thing when you get the you know after, yep. after seven years, and I sent a copy of the book to my dad, and now my dad's going through cancer, he's going through uh, mm. stage four bone cancer, and um, and so I sent him a copy of the book, and he's at the doctor, and he it's in his hips, so he's having a really hard time walking, he's you know he's, he's struggling a little bit, and and uh, and so he's he's reading it at the doctor's office, which I thought was pretty hilarious, but <laughs> but uh, so he's reading it at the doctor's <laughs> office. And um and he looks up and there's a woman, an older woman that's in a chair, you know, at the other end of the uh, of the waiting room who's struggling to get up. And uh her walker is like, you know, a couple of feet away from her and she's really struggling to get out of the chair. Without even thinking, my dad throws the book down, you know, hobbles over to her, helps her get up, hands her her walker helps her to the door, and then sits back down and starts reading again. And then all of a sudden he stops wow. and he goes, oh, my God, I was just, I was just being a dick. Now, <laughs> the, interesting, the interesting thing about this uh, um, and is that my dad is not the most observant person in the world when it comes to that kind of stuff. He will give you the shirt mm-hmm. off his back, but you have to ask him for it. You know, right. like, you know, he's just he, like, I don't know if that's, that's the way he grew up or whatever that is, but... Like, he'll sit there and watch you struggle all day long. And he's like, uh, can you come over here and help me? He goes, oh, yeah, sure. Why didn't you just say something? <laughs> you know, like, he, <laughs> like, it doesn't occur to him to, to jump up and help somebody, especially somebody who doesn't know. And he called me when he got home, and he goes, I'd never done that before. That was amazing. Like, that, that like, it, didn't, it, would, it, be, it was just like a second nature thing. Like, I didn't even think about it. I just put the book down and ran over and helped. And, and so mm, that's really, wow. the, the, like, the 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 purpose behind this book and behind this message is like, that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping that more people right. are just a little more present, a little more observant, you know, in the world around them. And, and that's what's good. like, they're going to, you know, to find these little ways that you can help because, you know, it wasn't that big of a deal, but I'm telling you that old lady that couldn't get out of her chair that changed her life, mm-hmm. for, you know, for a second. Yeah. It, it made her life a little easier. She didn't have to ask somebody to get out of a chair. Somebody came over and just helped her. And so yeah. it wasn't, you know, there wasn't a guilt that came with it. It was just somebody was just doing something nice for her. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, and you don't realize the impact that that has on that other person. That's right. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely right. Well, um, Ruth, I think we're going to just in the interest of time, if it's all right with you, uh, that we put your tip off for until next oh, week. Sure. Will that be okay? Okay. That, that's fine. Okay. Well, Mark, as so, are, are, so what you're saying is I you're saying I talk too much. Is that what this is? <laughs> no, no, no. Look, I'm, I'm getting ready. I'm going to get getting ready to set you up for the next time that you come. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> not you at all. Not you at all. But I do want to make sure that we have the time to, time to have you tell us where people can find you, where are you on social media, and where are your books available? Sure. So if, uh, if you go to my, my website, markensign.com, it's M-A-R-C-E-N-S-I-G-N.com, um, that's where you can find all my social media stuff and, and other information about me, and there's links to the book and everything else. Um, if you want to go direct to you know, check out the book, 
Um, if you go to IWantToBeADick.com, um, which is another fun one to say, <laughs> uh, you'll find, um, you'll find uh, links to get the book. You'll find like, some of the synopsis stuff. Uh, I'm starting to collect a lot of pictures, and people, are, people have been sending me a lot of pictures of people in their life and their, and their story of, hey, this is, you know, I get, the other day I got a, I got a picture of, uh, of a gentleman who um, was making dinner for Thanksgiving for uh, a shelter, and he brought plates with him because he wanted them to, uh, he felt that eating a, a fine meal on plates instead of paper was um, more dignified. And mm, wow. uh, the great story that kind of went with it. And, again, that little tiny thing makes such a difference, just, just, the, just seeing the world a little differently. And so I'm starting yes. to share a lot of those stories on the website as well. So if anybody out there has somebody that they want to honor, please, 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 please share it um, because I want to tell as many of these dick stories as I can. And I believe, Mark, that I believe that, that I believe this is bigger than you think. Uh, I believe that it is going to continue to grow. Um, I don't know whether you're going to to end up compiling some of these stories in in another book. I don't know what's going to happen from that perspective, but I truly do believe that that your desire to have this be a movement and to be a life-changing one is absolutely going to come to pass. Because this is something that we all say that we want. I want to be a blessing. I want to do something that makes a difference for somebody else. And this is the avenue that can make that happen. So I thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Thank you for writing it. Thank you for allowing us to talk about it tonight. Uh, Promise that you'll come back again and speak with us because I I know you're going to have more to say about this in the future. So I really, really, you have an open invitation, I tell you that, and I'm excited. I'm really excited to see uh, what is going to happen with all of this. Now, I'm going to be Victoria. We miss Victoria so much, but she has one thing that she always says when we have talked with our authors, and that is get the book. Get the book. Get the book. Get the book. (laughs) You know where you can find it. You know what it's all about, and and you have to you have to get it. You have to have to have to, because it is indeed going to change your life. So, Ruth, yes. do you have any closing remarks this evening? Well, I just wanted to say again, Mark, thank you for coming on the show and sharing your book and your vision. And I know I speak for um, Victoria and for Andrea that we will share it at every opportunity that we can. So thank you. Oh, thank that. you so much. That, that means the world yeah. to me. That's, that's amazing. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And my neighbor's I'll... glad that you wrote the book too. <laughs> <laughs> so that is it for us uh, for this evening. And, again, thank you, listeners, for being with us. We thank Mark for being with us. And you know how we close the show just like we end it. We want you to just send up some hearts and just let him know how much, how much we appreciate him being with us tonight. And remember, we will be right back here next week, Sunday evening at 7 p.m. 
Until then, this is Andrea Hines with Victoria Henderson Poole and Ruth Griffin. And there's never a dull moment here at Authors Authors Up. Up.